this edition of the Next Phase with Steve Key podcast as a transformational coach and motivational speaker, Rusty Gaylord of Silicon Valley Dream Builders helps men and women experience more freedom in their lives. You know, he left a 13-year-plus career at Apple in 2019 to focus full-time on helping others transform their life to one that they love. His passion for work comes from a personal experience of transformation, including life changes he chose and some he didn't. Uh, He's a student of self-improvement and transformation for over 10 years and was formally certified with the Life Mastery Institute in 2018. He believes that when each person lives their best life, the world is a better place. And I guess we all should think that way. Uh, You're a trainer, you're a coach, you offer presentations and workshops. I welcome you to the podcast today, Rusty. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Thanks for the introduction. It's great to be here. You know, we all have moments in our lives, really key moments that that change us. And many of us think that we can't really have the life that we want. How did you come to that realization one day that it can be better, things can change? You know, when you ask, when you started that question that we all have moments in our life, key moments that change us, the first thought that came to mind for me was getting divorced. Not a happy memory, particularly, but it was definitely one that changed me. Uh, Up until that point in my life, I had been very successful. I was very successful in my career. I had a child, owned a home, you know, kind of checked all the boxes, if you will, of what most of us expect to do in our lives. And then I got divorced. Was, was not my choice. And it was extremely challenging for me to have to navigate through that experience. Uh, what at that point in my life felt like a failure. And I was ashamed. I didn't want people to know about it. But of course, everybody does because it's yeah. a kind of a public experience. Um, getting through that is one of the things that really changed me because I came to appreciate that I can get through difficult times in my life. Up until then, things had largely gone well for me. Of course, there were challenges, but generally, as I mentioned, I had a family, a child, a house, a successful career, a lot of things in the positive column. But having to navigate through that one big check mark that came up in the negative column gave me the understanding that life doesn't always have to be just things in the positive column. You can overcome things that show up that are difficult, and I can make it through that, and I can actually come out and be ready to grow on the other side. So it was, it was really that experience that gave me the understanding that even when it's hard, I'll be okay and I can come through it, which then gave me the confidence to say, I can go do something. I can create something that's difficult in my life rather than just having something difficult show up in my life. I can actually create something that might have some challenge, leaving my job, leaving a stable paycheck, leaving a 25 years of a professional career that I had built through an MBA and many years at Apple to go off and start my own business. There felt like a huge risk, but it was that belief that I can make it through it and I'll be okay, even if it's challenging, that really served me well as I went off to start my, my new business. You know, I I, uh, I guess I can welcome you into that divorce club because I you know, had similar uh, situation. And I remember there were times when you would feel there was nobody there for you. You know, you were all by yourself and you had to pick yourself up and do it. And I felt that through my entire career, I I spent time getting kicked back and then responding, kicked back and responding. And I spent a lot of time early in my life being reactive to what was being thrown at me. And now I'm proactive. I take control of my own situation. 
why is that an important mind shift? Uh, well, I think there, there's two parts of that. I mean, one is perhaps the obvious answer, which is it's important because if you're proactive, you're getting what you want in your life. Uh, you're, you're setting a direction, you're able to take action and move forward towards something that's meaningful, that you care about and that you desire. The other part of that though, is that you're gonna get kicked back either way, right? Whether you're reactive or proactive, there's gonna be challenges in life because that's just what life is, right? It's, we get We confront challenges, we confront obstacles, all of that. And it can happen as you're standing still and tolerating life and just getting by, or it can happen as you're taking action and moving forward towards what it is that you want in your life. Right. So if you if you just acknowledge the fact that life will have challenges in it, you might as well face those challenges on the path towards something you want. And that for me is fundamentally why being proactive makes a lot of sense. Well, as a Canadian, I know we, we always refer things to hockey that just seems to be in ingrained in our culture, but Wayne Gretzky, who I'm sure you know the name, um, you know, once said you you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, which is so true that you're right, we're proactive, we step into areas and it may not always work. But if you don't try, you're never going to know. And I Absolutely. think that that's, yeah, that, that's so important that you have to try. But by identifying really what you want, like here you are, you're, you're, you're divorced, you're deciding to leave Apple, you're kind of trying to go out on your own. How much time and thought did you put into this process before you decided to move ahead to do what you're doing? I thought about what I wanted to do for years. And I'll tell you that one of the things, and that is a challenge for people is to get clear on what do they really want. And the reason is most of us don't ask that question. Most of us really think about what can I have? What do I think is possible for me? And when you're thinking in that mindset, you may not ever get to something that you want. My example of that when I was working at Apple is I thought about, I literally remember writing out my resume, looking through my resume and saying, who would hire me? What jobs am I qualified for? How can I translate what I've done into this next step? And you know where that led me? To other tech jobs. Well, I've worked at Apple. Maybe I could work at Google or at Facebook, or maybe I could go work at a startup. I live here in Silicon Valley, so that's possible. So I thought about those kinds of ideas because they seemed possible and practical from where I was. But that wasn't about what I wanted. That was just, what do I think I can do? It really requires stepping out of that paradigm, stepping out of this sense of limitation and just say, hey, if you wanted to create something, an idea that was unreasonable and some degree of success, some quality of your life that you can't even imagine as possible, but you would really be excited about and it would motivate, motivating and energizing to you, what might that be? And I, I use the simple example of the iPhone to illustrate that because when the iPhone came out up until that point, all smartphones, to the extent they existed, which was basically the BlackBerry, they had a big keyboard, they had a stylus that you used to interact with it. And Steve Jobs says, we're not doing any of that. We're coming up with a whole new technology that allows you to use your finger to interact directly on the screen with this device. At the time, that was totally revolutionary. It was not what they thought they could achieve. It was what they wanted to achieve. And the iPhone was born out of that idea. And you know the rest is history. We all use them today. 
So that same model applies for each one of you and for each person and for you and for me is to think not about what's possible for me, what can I achieve, but to instead think, what do I want? What does real success look like? Even if it feels unreasonable and then own that and embrace it and start taking steps. But you know, in society, and maybe this was, I don't know if this was you growing up, but me growing up, I was a, I was a dreamer. I, I wanted big things. I wanted to travel. I wanted to enjoy my life. And you almost get boxed in by the family environment, by your friends, and, and there are limitations that put in there. Do you really need to define your own vision of what you want or what's going to make you happy? Or is there a finish line? And do we just constantly have to be adjusting what we are? You know, what you just described is so true. We're so shaped by our environments. We're the product of our environment. I mean, I was thinking about this recently, right? If you grew up in the country and you were born on a farm, you would just have a very different expectation for the trajectory of your life than if you grew up in a large city in a high rise and you were the child of parents who were successful business executives. It, you know, because we're shaped by our environment, by what we see around us and by what we think are the expectations of us. So one of the things I like to say is you can live your life according to that, and you will basically be living by default because you are going to default back to your assumptions about what's expected to you, the kind of life you're going to live, the patterns you will follow. So you can live by default or you can live by design and you can design the kind of life that is right for you. I really don't believe there is a finish line. There's no end point. Uh, you know, we continue to learn and grow through life, hopefully. And you know that that's part of the experience. But it, it does require that uh, the willingness to break through those constraints. I call it breaking the code. That is actually the title of my book. You have to break the code, almost like you've been programmed to believe certain things are possible and to believe a certain future for yourself. You've got to break through that in order to experience a new level of success. Now, I find that people spend probably an inordinate amount of time, you know, looking online about where they're going to travel on their next vacation rather than being introspective about themselves and, and what they want to do. I mean, is this something you need to write down almost like your own mission statement about what you're going to be or where you're going to go? I would say yes. And I totally agree. Most people spend more time planning a vacation than planning what they want in their life. Uh, so you know, carve out some time. And I, so in my book, I talk about the, the zone of possibility because most of us, again, think about what's possible rather than what we really want. So the zone of possibility is a place that you can connect to in yourself. And there's three ingredients to that. One is quiet. You need to find a place of quiet where you're not being bombarded by text messages and emails and social media and all the stuff that's coming at us all the time. The second is heart because the answer to this is not rational. You don't think your way to what makes a good life, right? You feel your way there. Just like you wouldn't try to rationalize your selection at a restaurant, what you're going to eat. You say, what do I want? And you pick that. It's the same idea for your life. It's, it's more of a heart exercise than a head exercise. The third ingredient is courage because it can take courage. If you've been trained to say, in my case, you work in a big company, you have big corporate jobs. Then I get this idea to leave that and go start my own business. That takes some courage. You may get an idea like that that requires some courage. So if you get that zone of possibility, the quiet, the heart, and the courage, get the ideas that come to you and absolutely write it down because you're, I mean, it's been proven over and over again that when you write down your goals, 
your probability of achieving them goes way up. And by the way, if you want bonus points, share it with someone you know who's going to support you in achieving those goals, which may not always be your closest family members because your closest mm-hmm. family members often have a vested stake in the life that you're living today. So, you know, but find someone in your life you can share that with because that again increases your probability of actually achieving it. I think what I found and why I called the podcast the next phase is because I moved to a a phase at the end of 2020 when I retired, so to speak, from full-time work, Uh, work that I was good at, work that I enjoyed, but maybe I didn't love. Mm -hmm. I was faced with a you know, difficult things. I was at that time, 58 years old. Uh, there's ageism in the workforce. Uh, there, there, I wasn't going to go and try to find another job. So I created my own little empire. And that was maybe the best uh, move I made. But you're right about taking the time to, 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 to take this in. This was two to three years of thinking that went into that. And part of that was pay off debt, pay off your mortgage, get yourself in the position where you may not make the same amount of money you were in the full-time world, but you can exist and move on. Well, I have to tell you that when I put all my pluses and minuses together and I determined what I was going to be, uh, it became easy. It was not difficult to move away from that. And you hear stories of people who retire and they're dead in six months. And I said, there's no way that's going to happen to me. And it's almost like I didn't stop. But instead of working for other people, I work for myself. And I'm probably my most critical judge and boss. But at least I get to that point. Uh, That happened to me at 58. You know, Mm -hmm. it happened to you in your 40s. Maybe younger. Maybe you may have been younger than that. I mean, should the new generation of people who are in their 20s today be thinking about really what they want to do to make themselves happy now? Or do they need to work for 10 years before they figure it out? I believe it's never too early to be thinking about that question. Now, one of the things when you get to people who are very earlier in their career is they just need more experience. Because they may not know what do I like and what do I not like because they haven't had enough experiences. So I definitely advise people earlier in their career to go off and, and try some different things and see what you like. But I think it's never too early to be thinking about this question of what do you really love doing? And my, you know, you, you used the word retirement a few times, Steve, as you were describing that. And my belief is that you don't have to worry so much about retirement when you're doing work that you love to do. Because retirement, the idea of retirement, when you get the gold watch, when you check out for the last day and you walk up, walk out and you can now live the kind of life that you've always wanted to live. Well, what if you didn't have to wait until some future deadline mm. to live the life that you always wanted to live? What if you can live that life right now? And that gets integrated with the kind of work you're doing because you love the work you're doing. You love the people you're interacting with. You love the impact you're having. You enjoy spending your time and investing your energy in it. All of a sudden, you're living that amazing life now. You don't, you're not waiting for the end point. You're not waiting for the gold watch. You're no longer trying to escape so you can go out and have this great life. And as you point out, financially, it works okay because I don't have to plan on a date in my life after which I will have no income. 
If I know that I'm doing work that I love and I can do it for another 10 years, I'm not so worried about retirement. I'm not so worried about how much money I've saved in the bank. And it just, the whole formula changes. Your whole thinking about it, your whole relationship to it changes. So that's been a huge factor for me. I hear a little bit of that in your story, Steve, uh, that think about what you love and all of a sudden retirement's not such a big thing anymore. Now you're, you're an author as well. Uh, If someone were to pick up your book, what are they going to learn from that? Uh, So my book is called Breaking the Code, and it's about the kinds of things that we're talking about. It's, you know, you have to change your beliefs about yourself and your assumptions about your career, what's possible for you, all of that. So what they're going to learn is not only the concepts behind how do you step outside of that way of thinking and imagine a new level of success for yourself, but they're also going to use get tools. So it's a very practical book. It's both inspirational, practical. There's a bunch of stories in there from other people who've done this kind of exercise and created the kind of change that they want in their life. So my hope is that this book is is for those people who are inspired by these ideas and want to understand it more and actually do something about it. Because that's the whole point is, you know, that's great to to be inspired, but unless you're going to do something about it, it's it's just fun. So if businesses and people want to reach out to you, is there a way to contact you through a website? What would that be? Yes. My website, as you mentioned, is Silicon Valley Dream Builders. It's svdreambuilders.com. Stands for Silicon Valley Dream Builders.com. Uh, I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So you can you can find me there, Rusty Gaylord. And my last name is G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Wonderful. Well, listen, thank you so much for this today. Uh, inspiring and uh makes me feel better. Like I'm doing what I should be doing rather than not doing what I should be doing. So thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Steve. It was great. That's another edition of the next phase with Steve key podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Always looking for interesting and engaging uh, guests to come on and really give us a boost, give us uh, some ideas of how we should be living our lives and uh, what we may want to do to achieve the best life possible. Uh, I'll put all the contact information in the notes and description. I thank you for listening and I wish you all a wonderful day.